Ah, that sounds cute. That's nice. <laughs> Little ASMR. There we go. Start a new direction for our channel. <laughs> channel. What am mm. I? It's just a podcast. Cracker Classics. Hello, everybody. Hi. Hello. <laughs> We're playing with new stuff, so don't mind us. We have toys. <laughs> Thank you to our patron for supporting us Singular. long enough <laughs> <laughs> that we could actually afford some decent recording equipment. Yeah. Hooray! If you want to help us improve even more in our audio quality, patreon.com slash cracker classics. Maybe video. Doing the plug early here. We've been talking about it. Maybe yeah, yeah. I have ideas. We'll, we'll talk later. <laughs> good, good. Um, so yeah, this is a weekly podcast where Ian and I get together Watch old movies. And bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bitch that's... and moan and say things Face we palm. can't say while on the clock. We are on the clock. Our I clock. I suppose. The more yes. important clock. Fair enough. Good point. Anyway, this week, uh, what the hell are we watching? I again? don't remember. I mean, we... Give me a second. I'll bring it up. Uh, farewell, my lovely. Oh, right. Why were we watching this? It's a Christopher Marlowe story, oh, but it's not Bogey playing. Right. What's his name, Marlowe? Yeah, this is. Uh, it's um, them. Who is it? Um, crap, Robert Mitchum? No. Yeah, is Robert it? Mitchum. Is it Robert Mitchum? Seventies. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Seventies, Robert Mitchum. Yeah. Older Christopher Marlowe, creepier Christopher Marlowe. Oh, it is Robert Mitchum. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I know we saw a trailer of it. Yeah. It right after watching The Big Sleep. Looked terrible. And it did. And you're like, oh, we've got to do that. <laughs> it looks so entertainingly bad. Mm hmm. I'm excited in that wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> so I imagine it's a similar ish story to what we watched last week. It's a Marlowe. So yeah. It's, it's going to have a lot of the same be all trajectory. New. Detective-y and noir-y and... But it's 70s noir. Intrigue-y. Oh, okay. <laughs> Does that ruin all of the good stuff of noir? Probably. The 70s <sighs> ruined a lot. I know. <laughs> we will see. I guess we can go in with an open mind. Give it a chance. Yep. I don't know. What I'd seen in that trailer, I'm not... <laughs> Oh, optimistic no. that trailer is um a piece of work the way it was done though it did not come across as noir or even like murder mystery kind of thing it had sort of a columbo feel to sort it of a 70s action feel yeah which yeah i don't know if that translates to a Marlowe story well it's 70s action so not really action <laughs> um, define 70s action um, mostly one white guy shooting people with a handgun, a revolver. Dirty Harry. <laughs> Dirty Harry, exactly there we go. What came yes. to mind when you yes. said handgun. <laughs> if That's you want it. to call that action. Exactly. Yeah. It's 70s action. I gotcha. It's yeah. like a step below black exploitation on the whole action scale, like... I, I, I don't know what else, how else to say. Yeah, um, with just like cop stories with um, yeah shooting hippies and yeah. the grime of the city. 
because we've destroyed this planet and we don't know what to do except uphold what we've already done. Which reminds me, we should do Dragnet for 80s edition. Oh, okay. Anyway. Um, we eventually need to get away from this genre, though, of a bunch <laughs> of other movies. <laughs> Something different. We go in waves. It's fine. It's We're true. perfectly all right. Yeah. It's, it's a creative endeavor. We work with what excites us. And what we have. Exactly. And a really, really whiny dog. Because we have her. Separation anxiety. And there's not much we can do about it. Yeah. Hi, honey bear. Well, we should probably appease the dog. We can get started here. She is our lord and master, so. Okay. (laughs) We'll go get this started. We'll be back for intermission impressions. And, oh, Lord, I'm not sure what we're going to have. Robert Mitchum, that's as much as I know. Figuring shit out. (laughs) Maybe. We will be back. (sighs) Well. This is uh, quite a ripping Dick Richards film, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Where I'm... Where do we begin? I'll start with my correction that I need to make. Oh. Because I did something stupid Ah. in the first uh, intro here. I called him Christopher Marlowe. His name's Philip Marlowe. Christopher Marlowe was the Elizabethan playwright who succeeded Uh, Shakespeare. Yes, yes. That was wrong of me. I apologize. This is Philip Marlowe. An older, crustier, creepier (laughs) Philip Marlowe. Probably closer to the books. Maybe. I never read it's the It's a books. lot pulpier. It feels yeah, a lot pulpier. But it's less sleek and sexy. Well, you had to gloss over everything with the Hayes Code, so... I guess. I mean, that did give you free reign for uh, innuendo and yeah, the... subtlety. There's no subtlety in this movie. <laughs> I doubt there was subtlety in the books. Maybe not. This is the chipped and peeling paint that pops up in proper detective novels like fair enough but they could have done it better (laughs) (laughs) i don't know it i mean yes it's pulpy as hell but it's still intriguing the narration is crap i mean some of it okay fine but when he was when he first met moose (laughs) a hand i could sit in was placed on my shoulder yeah i just saw him do that i don't need a play-by-play of this whole flashback you're having and it was not well done either. Mm-hmm. Like, the scene was blocked and acted poorly, and that, that was just bad. Pretty much anything surrounding Moose is bad. I like Moose. Uh, he's very much a caricature. Yeah. There's a lot to this movie that feels like Roger Rabbit, but it's more cartoony. <laughs> right I, down to Jessica Rabbit, who we just met. You know, I... In the jade necklace. Can't argue with that. <laughs> I didn't know if you could. I um, thought maybe. <laughs> There's a, uh, just a lot here that seems to take everything bad about the noir genre and put it at the forefront. It's the 70s. Yeah. But there's also this like Chinatown feel to it where, you know, Chinatown is good. And it sort of has that pulpy noir feel to it. And it, it was, was a, a 70s better, movie. Though. Yeah. There's at least some intrigue in here. And we have a story that is 
reaching the levels of convolution, like the big sleep. Eh. But will I be severely disappointed in the end? Probably. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Isn't that we have these two cases? We have Moose trying to find his wife, and maybe we found her, but I guess not. That tracks. So I got it figured out. No, no, you didn't. And then uh, Lindsay. <laughs> Gee, Ian, do you think these cases are going to turn out to be related somehow? Hopefully, but probably <laughs> not. Hmm. No, you don't think so? I've done. I've... I, I think it's a tired trope for a reason. It, it, well, yes, but this is, I fear we will be sorely, sorely disappointed, even though I'm lowering my expectations as we speak. There has to be, though, right? Right? <laughs> there has to be what? A connection there. Well, yeah. Something. That's that, that, That's why they do this. It's, it's two unre- seemingly unrelated cases that mm-hmm. somehow tie together. I mean, it's entertaining. It works. That's why it's a well-worn trope. Yeah. They try to do it's it in here. Nice as lace pants. Cute. Cute as, as lace, lace pants. pants. I wrote it down. Ah. <laughs> Came up enough times. Lace <sighs> pants are not cute. Never cute. Never were. Never will be. Maybe it's a personal thing. I was never fond of lace. I like lace, but not as pants. That seems itchy. And uh, revealing, too. The revealing and whatever. Like, I could not look at lace pants and think anything other than itchy. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care how nice what they're revealing is. It doesn't give off cute. No. Sure. It does not. It gives off desperate. <laughs> there is a reeking of desperation throughout this movie. Oh, uh, yeah. Among several characters. <laughs> All of them. Pretty much. Except maybe the judge. I was thinking, yeah. We just met him, and he didn't drip with desperation immediately like his wife is. So, Well, when you got a house that's modest, smaller than Buckingham Palace, fewer windows than the Chrysler, the Chrysler building, building, you know, there's not a lot of desperation. That's one pro to this movie, that there is some good dialogue. and Oh, yeah. It's, it's well written. Yeah. Some of it does not work. No. Like cute as lace pants. Oh, God, no. But there's, there's other stuff. that's it, It's fun, and it fits that. Yeah. I am at least in 1940s L.A. <laughs> it's just a little cartoony. Well, Robert Mitchum. Which apparently a lot of people have the hots for him in here. Well, he's Philip Marlowe. Everyone has the hots for Philip Marlowe. Mm-hmm. But it's just not the same. Like no, Bogey. like with Bogey, you get it. With Robert Mitchum, uh, that voice is a little sexy, but then you see him, and then... <laughs> it, it evaporates. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he looks like a naked mole rat. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Now I have that image in my head. Thank you. I, I've been dealing with it. You can too. Well, thank you. Now you do too, everyone. You're welcome. Blame Joshua. <sighs> It's my fault. I accept that. Um, it's one thing in here that the oh. Hays Code helped up, uphold that sexy, flirtatious interaction. Yeah, almost yeah. Almost Bond-like, but more subtle. It, you know, it was really this... well done in The Big Sleep. And in here, it's just kind of like, okay, you're trying, but it's not working. Yeah, under the Hays Code, you had to... 
keep it subtle, be flirtatious, be illusory. Mm-hmm. And in this... Kiss me. Basically, yeah. <laughs> like... But they still try to have that <laughs> illusory nature to it, and they just... It just doesn't work. Yeah. Because <laughs> you can be blatant, so they get lazy about it, and they have to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't see why... Why? I mean, you can be blatant about other stuff, like the murder and and that kind yeah. of stuff that Pace Code wouldn't let you do. But with that dialogue, I mean, that just always added so much. I mean, you use the dialogue to get to the boobies. Mm-hmm. That's the point of the dialogue. It's called foreplay, everyone. <laughs> it's important. Very. Lost Robert art. Mitchum does not understand foreplay. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> Bogey did. Yes, very much so. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we've had two people dead. Yep. One's a Negro, one's a fairy, so I guess no one really cares. Yeah. At least they're blatant about that, you know, because that was very true to life in that point in time, unless you were yep. a certain person who was murdered. They're not really going to care. It wasn't going to make the papers. Only rich white people. Mm, pretty much. Or attractive white people. Yeah. But Marlowe is still like, well, people, dead. This means something. People matter. Even if it was just a job to him, because he did say he was my client, he paid me, I still feel like I'm working for him, even though he's dead. Probably wouldn't have thought the same thing if he hadn't paid him already. Ah. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Well... You always get the money up front, especially in that line of work. Well, yeah, he knows that, especially at his age in this movie. Yeah. This is an older Philip Marlowe, well-worn. Tired. Yet still horny. And well, that's... not in a fun way. <laughs> Tired and horny is always a <laughs> hell of a place to be. Uh, yeah, yeah. It happens, but it's, it's a hell of a place to be. <laughs> It almost feels like he's hornier in this than he was when he was younger. Well, Hayes Code. Yeah, you know, but... He was more subtly horny back then. <laughs> There's... Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm intrigued at Lindsay's murder, how all of that went down. Yes. There was 15 grand on him, and where to go? Yeah. All of a sudden, he was bashed in the head? It looked like he was just pushed. Okay. I, I mean, that's what it looked like. I assume more happened than that, but... Which was sort of odd. I mean, Marlo got knocked out. Knocked that's what I'm saying. Out. That's what I'm saying for Marlo. Yeah, Lindsay got bashed in the head. Yeah. It was like he got... Marlo got hit, but he didn't get knocked out. And then a lot happened in the two seconds that he was on the ground. It looked like he got pushed. I thought someone whacked him in the back of the head. I don't know. This movie's really dark, and I know it's supposed yeah. to be all noir like, but it, it doesn't. It's it's just dark. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a difference between noir and dark. Noir mm-hmm. uses shadows. Dark is just shadow. Yeah, that's and this is not Chinatown. Chinatown did that well. This is just <laughs> turn up well, the wattage a little bit, please. There, there, there's a huge difference between Roman Polanski and Dick Richards. <laughs> Are you sure? Well, there's... I understand we don't know too much about Dick Richards, like going off his name. <laughs> well, he never lived in exile, as far as I can tell, so... No. Uh, so he never that. got caught. 
We just don't know. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even see anything about allegations, so, you know. No, okay, well, that's fair. When you have a name like that, it's best to just not. <laughs> yeah. Everyone assumes anyways, so then you can disappoint them with the truth of, nope, I'm clean. <laughs> I was rather surprised to see uh, his squeaky up-and-comingness. Like, a name like that, you expect something else in this history than... And your parents named yeah. you Richard Richards. Yeah. I, that's just... That's just horrible parenting, so you'd think yeah. you'd have done something... <laughs> to get back at them. Yeah. Rebel. <laughs> Though I suppose the entertainment industry was rebellious well, yeah. back then. Wanted him to be a doctor. Dr. Richard Richards. Uh, that just So he could be that's rich. That's just cruel. And you be can't, a richer Richard Richards. can't do that to a kid. That's... <sighs> not going to get into what parents name parents. their kids, because Jesus... <laughs> Philip Marlowe is a great name, though. Yes. It's fantastic. Lindsay liked that name. That's why he picked him out of the phone book. That's legit. I'd pick that as well. That's a trope in here. Oh, I'm in the phone book. I remember phone books. <laughs> Maybe it's just being nostalgic, but I like that. And I did like him joking come up about again. the whole the AAA detective agency, because that was the old-fashioned version of search engine optimization mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah clearly marlo's not going to be the first name in the phone book no no he's got to work their way down so yeah it seemed like a convenient excuse and i'm sure Lindsay had other reasons that we may or may not find out about i don't know what what are we thinking is going to happen uh will we find the jade monkey before <laughs> sundown the jade monkey excuse me the full moon <laughs> Um, I have no idea. We haven't seen the last of Moose. I'm sure of that. Just because they said he went to Mexico. I don't, I don't believe that. No. And Marlo uh, didn't either. No. I am kind of wondering if Judge's wife is Velma. Because, yeah. Velma's got to show up at some point. Doing something more interesting than just winding up in the quote booby hatch. Because well, I knew that was a red herring when it happened so quick. I'm like, oh, this is his yeah, first. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I figured it out. No. No, you didn't. Well, she's got to lose her glasses. That always happens. <laughs> <laughs> I brought that up early on. <laughs> Help me find my Velma. Have you checked the mystery machine? <laughs> Ran off with some stoners and a dog. <laughs> Beatniks at the time, we would call them. Oh, lordy. Well, should probably find out. Yeah, let's see why Velma left Moose, aside from the obvious. We should go finish. <laughs> we'll be back for our curtain call. And and the Jade Monkey, I guess. And... Wearing lace pants? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we will see lace pants by the end of this, won't we? I hope so. <laughs> Even though I hate them. Sometimes I hate being right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Not that I questioned you or fought you on it at any point. No, but it was that dumb, yeah. Yeah, Velma <laughs> Scooby-Dooed herself. Yeah, yeah. If it weren't for that meddling Marlowe. feel bad for Moose. Well, yeah, everything was hunky-dory, and then, the, you know, the criminal justice system let him out of prison, and then... Uh, that love...
It's always love. He but didn't care. <laughs> he loved her. Everything she did to him. If he was still alive, he wouldn't have cared if she put three bullets into him. Been there. Shit. Yeah. That's love for you. Yeah. Ugh. It's probably the most believable part of this whole story <laughs> is how much Moose loved Velma. Yeah. Yeah. Hi. In the end, everything was connected and related. Yeah. Every, Shocker. Every bit of it. <laughs> well, kind of in the big sleep, there was a few questions I think I had at the Couple end. Couple loose ends. Yeah. Yeah. There was, yeah. Some, there was some stuff. But here, all the peop- dead people, it was all one big conspiracy. The unbelievable part was just the ringleader of the whole thing. Some prostitute who married a judge, somehow. Well, we know how. I mean, the, the bank robbery, and then she fingered Moose, so he went to jail. She got the money from the robbery and the reward. Is that how she got him to fall in love with her? He was already in love with her. But she fingered him. Oh, 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 well, that that probably <laughs> happened before the bank robbery, I would imagine. Yeah. That's usually how things go, you know. You don't save that for prison unless you just didn't have enough fun before going to prison. Then you find out then. Well, yeah. Yeah, clearly she uh, redefined herself. Married an old sick judge, poor guy. He was not sick, but he's just old and tired. He will die soon. yeah. yeah. But then was, she was with the, the boat owner guy the whole time mm, or something? I don't... I think that's the one thing I have a question about why she was there on the boat. Yeah, I, that's a little weird. I th- Doesn't quite add up. I think they, they were an item and marrying the judge was part of the plan and, you know, luring Moose to the boat to kill him was part of the plan. I don't know. Well, that was a... Re, um, what's the word? Mm, they tried many times to kill him, and they hadn't yet, so then they had to lure him to the boat to kill him then. Whatever that word is. Plan D? Yes. I don't know, I don't know what word you're looking for I there. either. I'm, it's, <laughs> it's fading. <laughs> yeah, trying multiple times and failing. and Yeah, I don't, there, there is a word there, and I, I can't mm-hmm, think of it either. Mm-hmm. Though I was doing some thinking, and I think the reason that these color noir films doesn't work out so well it has to do with uh, the dynamic range of color of film color. versus black and white. I could see that. Because my photography background, you learn this shit. Color film can cover like seven stops of light and you can get like 12 on black and white. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> but isn't there a way to compensate for that or adjust it? Not still have that. No, color feel, sucks. But... <laughs> color sucks. Fair enough. Like when you're trying to get any sort of real range between light and shadow, color is just awful. Mm. You never should have gone to color. It's just going to be a fad, like talkies. Well, digital, we can approach that. Mm. Yeah. Digital's getting a lot better with the color stuff mm-hmm. but film black and white all the way oh i agree it's always been better sometimes you see a color film and it's like washed out well you get that sometimes with black and white too like the old stuff well and... but there's definitely been color films i've looked at it and i go mm, this would have been a lot better in black and white well yes washed out wasn't the right term to use there this is just all a failed attempt to relive old glory yep very much so <laughs> this isn't a terrible movie. 
It's not all that great. No, it's not. Some acting and it's pretty good. There was an Oscar nod involved. Mm-hmm. And legitimately so. She yeah. was really good. I liked her, Miss Florian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was good. I was hoping she would play a little more of a bigger role, aside from just getting strangled in the end and yeah. part of the whole web. But everyone was a pawn in here. <laughs> all except for the, the, the little boy and the widow. That was just a pluck at heartstrings. Yep. That was a sad bit. Yep. And I'm glad that we ended how we ended. I've got two grand in my pocket. Needs a home. And yeah, it's got to go somewhere. So where I'm going to this kid who lost her, his dad over all this bullshit. Yep. This is the problem with conspiracy and racketeering. Too many people get swept up in it. It's... And it's not worth it. Just because you worked alongside someone doesn't mean you have to get into all of their bullshit just because i don't really know why the trumpet player was part of all of this aside from just having worked at that club in the band yeah pretty much he knew who velma was yeah he knew who velma was and maybe like kept in contact or something but it was yeah velma was a selfish bitch and had to uh, completely like erase everyone from her life her previous life yeah. It's the cost of climbing the ranks of society. Yeah. It's not worth it to move on up. <laughs> That's not true. The problem is our hierarchical society as we have it. It allows for such debauched evil. Evil's <laughs> not the best word. I'm not good with words today. I'm sorry. I, I need to pull out my thesaurus again. Can't even speak words anymore. You talk. Oh, God. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't mean to put you on the spot or anything. This is a podcast where we're supposed to talk. (laughs) Yeah, I had stuff to say, and then you told me to talk, and it all disappeared. It just, you know how that goes. It's, yeah. Um, (laughs) I I even had a response for what you were saying, and as soon as you told me to talk, it just goes away. Performance anxiety. uh, Something Philip Marlowe might have. We didn't get to see that. It, well, uh, he, he covered it up very well when uh, the judge <laughs> popped in for a second there. Well, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't thinking that part. I was thinking the club. They sure uh, made it seem like they hooked up. All of a sudden, the camera panned up. Oh, where are we going? We can go back to my place. You got everything you need right here. Oh, yeah. And they went to the car. We we did see that bit. Well, the yeah, they, they definitely banged in rocking. the car. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is why you... Uh, Separate business from pleasure. Which really that that makes him an idiot. I was going to say, is that why we're not making any money at this podcast? We're having too much fun? separate business from pleasure? Oh. (laughs) Yeah, we're we're having too much fun, so... So it's not business. Exactly. You may have a a point there. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, I say Marlo's an idiot. He should have been on to her a little more. Oh, God, yeah. And the fact that he ended up hooking up with her in a car. I mean, you do that, no judgment there, but come on. It's one of the perks she kept of being popping a... up. You had to know. You figured it out. Yeah, I... <laughs> yeah. And I, when you brought it up, I'm like, You're probably right. <laughs> I wonder if he told Moose. <laughs> I wouldn't have told him anything nope. that he did not need to know. <laughs> Definitely. Only person who could have told him anything unpleasant would have been Velma. Ah, uh, yeah. I. Really do feel bad for Moose. 
everyone else in this movie deserved whatever happened to him. Well, not everyone. I, except for the the jazz player. Jazz player. And maybe Mrs. Florian. <laughs> she seemed like a little bit of collateral damage, too. A little bit. Or um, more so than the trumpet player. Yeah. Well, you just kind of wonder how much of this story they've fucked up. Um, There's definitely Raymond Chandler vibes to it. Yeah, but it's not It's a nice there. convoluted web, but then there seems to be well, fuck Let's say that, but I've never actually read a Raymond Chandler book. No, but having seen enough parodies and fresh off our stint last week of The Big Sleep, you kind of get the vibe of what a Raymond Chandler story would be. Yes. And this has that vibe, but it's also not there. This has that vibe run through a 70s filter... Fed it through Google Translate several times, <laughs> and this is what we got. Google Translate is a 70s filter? Yes, according to how <laughs> the 70s would uh, do retroactive stuff. Uh, that's, that's true. You saw that $5 bill? That was not a 1940s $5 bill. <laughs> no, it was not. Yeah, I don't uh, need to see Robert Mitchum as Philip Marlowe again. Nope. He's apparently the only actor to have played Marlowe more than once in a movie. What? I thought Bogey had. Not from what I was reading. Wasn't... Oh, no, that's right. Maltese Falcon was Sam Spade. Yeah, that wasn't Marlowe. That was, um... Oh, God, I just blanked on his name, though. The author. Dashiell Hammett. Was it? Wasn't it? Maltese Falcon? I thought it was the guy that wrote the Marlowe stories, too. That's Raymond Chandler. Raymond Chandler, yeah. Excuse us for a moment. See who gets there first. Maltese Falcon Detective Novel by Dashiell Hammett, published in 1930. Damn it. All right. What was I thinking? I don't know. Film noir. Someone who doesn't know would just assume that it was one guy who did it all, because it kind of all ends up being the same in the end. Yeah. I don't know, having seen The Big Sleep now and Maltese Falcon, I kind of liked The Big Sleep better. Oh, definitely. There was more to it. I was very unimpressed with the Maltese Falcon. Yeah. But the other Marlowe movie that Robert Mitchum did was the remake of The Big Sleep, which we're not going to watch. No, Because I don't no. need to see that. God, no. Yeah. Especially not after this. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we, we looked into the remake of The Big Sleep, which is how we landed on this, because everything said, don't see the remake of The Big Sleep. If you want to see Mitchum as Marlowe, watch uh, Farewell, My my Lovely. If you have to. If you have to. Apparently, if, that's if what you the, must. that's how they... Uh, <laughs> that didn't come across in writing, but clearly, <laughs> it was if implied. you have to, do this one. But... <laughs> well, we've learned. Yeah. yeah. Just like those Road 2 movies. We saw the first one. Never again. <laughs> but that's why we do this podcast. We're curious enough. We're going to check it out and then show our reactions to the whole world so that you can be warned. <laughs> and then maybe you won't make the same mistake that we have. Yeah. But if you want to make the same mistake as us, go right ahead. I don't know if this was the biggest mistake in the world. No, no, no. I mean, we've definitely made bigger mistakes Absolutely. on this podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, I'm not going to call this a mistake. It's just... A minor regret. Yeah. Let's say I outright hated it. There was stuff to like in here. Jack O'Halloran. Mm-hmm. 
He was great. He was good. He was a great meathead. Yep. I mean, he always was. Everything he's in, so. You see a young Sylvester Stallone. Who has no lines, yet somehow but still gets credit up front. That, and I mean, he did do one of the murders. Yeah. He shot the the madam. <laughs> Which I got to uh, right up till the end. I was like, why Why are we in this whorehouse? I don't understand the connection here. What is, what is this aside from, I want to see Moose. Where's Moose? He was the one thread that connected everybody together. Yeah, and I, then I really, Oh, Velma worked at the brothel. Yep, yep. I still don't see why the madam wanted to see Moose so bad, though. Well, like, in the end, everyone had ties back to Velma in her new life. Also, and they were all being used as a way to get Moose to Velma so that she could get rid of him. Oh, fair and then enough. her new life was complete. All right. Burying the past. It was a lot of using people from her previous life to get to the main guy that could totally ruin her new life. Obviously, she did not love Moose. Nope. He loved her. And she used that then and now. And forever. Always to her advantage. Poor Moose. Man. Don't use people for your own means. But on that note, we have a Patreon. <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> uh, Patreon.com slash Cracker Classics. We don't want to use people, but we do want to use your money. Well, yeah, pretty much. That's all I had good to come up with on that. <laughs> there is a website, too, CrackerClassics.com. Shoot us an email, CrackerClassics at Gmail. There's a Twitter. We twit occasionally. We are twits. And sometimes we tweet. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. And stay tuned for further updates. We have new equipment, so maybe we'll have other new stuff soon. Who knows? We'll see y'all next week. Thank you so much. Bye.